passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. We are back, and we are better than ever. And all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline.ag is the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, there's more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football, so what are you waiting for? Head to the website right now or go on your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 100% welcome bonus when you use promo code NFL100. That is double your initial deposit only using promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. It is a Bears-Bengals preview. We are gearing up for it. It's only days away, so why not take a little eye on the enemy right now? I'm so excited to have these two gentlemen on today. They are the host of the Believe Number One Bengals podcast. First, let's say hello to John Sheeran. Hello, John. What's up, Joey? Good to be here, man. Great to have you, my friend. And also coming on to the pod, this is a first of its kind, a first of its species, if you will. We have our good friend here, Daddio, here talking about Bengals. What's up, Daddio? Hey, how you doing, Joey? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing fantastic. Your mustache looks fantastic. I'm glad you got camera you. ready today. That's Thank very you. good. Oh, don't hype him up. We're trying to get him to shave it off. It's Joey, not a great look. Joey, let me ask brand. you something. Let me ask you something. Please. When you see a mustache like this, what do you think of? I think power. I think Yeah, there, there you go. That's what I'm trying to say. Did you prep me for this? No, I did oh not God. say a thing. This guy I, gets it. Yeah. I'm just trying to fluff him up right now because I'm Maybe trying to. Maybe I need to move to Chicago. It to seems me. like they get it there. Oh, yeah. Think, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. No, we would welcome you with open arms, my friend, and those eyebrows as well. You're you're rocking and rolling Thank right you. now. And today we're talking Bears Bengals. It's week two. The NFC North, it's 0-1 across the board. Bears looking for the first win, but they're playing on the lakefront at Soldier Field. It's the home opener. There's a little bit of pressure going on feeling in Chicago right now. But meanwhile, the Bengals coming off an overtime win over the Minnesota Vikings. John, lead us off real quick. Just talk about what surprised you the most about the Bengals' win last week. Yeah, you're welcome for that, by the way. I guess the Bears are technically still in first place right now. But I think it was surprising how well they managed to shut down Dalvin Cook. He had like 2,000 yards from scrimmage last season, and he was limited to like three and a half yards per carry on like 20 carries or something like that. They invested a lot of resources, the Bengals did, in their defensive line this, in the past two off seasons, and it really just seemed like the group is kind of forming into its own. And it's the group that, I guess, defensive coordinator Lou Arumo has wanted all along. They have bodies at defensive tackle, which was not the case last year. They have two edge players in Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard that are really filling in their roles. And they just really shut down that aspect of the Vikings offense. I don't think anyone was really concerned about Kirk Cousins making some some big-time throws against the secondary. But he had his moments because he's Kirk Cousins and he's fairly accurate. But the defense definitely came to play. The offense had some explosive, explosive moments, but they kind of stalled out in between there. And, and I guess that's why it ended up being a closer game 
than it originally started as, but the Bengals defense looks vastly improved compared to years past. And I think it's because they now have the personnel to fulfill the scheme that they want to run. Now they're looking at going to two and oh, daddy. Oh yeah. Hop in real quick. You know, when you see Vikings on the schedule, does that get you a little scared? How did you feel about how the game went last week? Yeah. I think a lot of people thought we were going to lose the game. Uh, I didn't agree with them. I, I had us winning by about five touchdowns. We fell short of that, but I will say this, John, you know, we were playing with Eli Apple as our cornerback, mm-hmm. and we still had a pretty good receiving core in check, actually excellent receiving core in check until, what, mid-third quarter or so? I mean... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it was the pass rush, and it was also the linebackers. The linebackers, the, the youthful linebackers, John, they all graded pretty well, and I thought they looked pretty pretty good flying around there, right? Very active. Yeah, I mean, Chidobe Ouzier, the cornerback, played really well. Eli Apple had some bad moments because he's Eli Apple, and that's what you should expect, right? You can't expect Eli Apple to just come in. He he is a bad apple. You can't expect him to come in to a new place and be a new player all of a sudden. But that's just, unfortunately, a liability that they're going to have to accept. But it's also a liability that I think the Bears' offense can also exploit just like the Vikings did. Yeah, that's one of the major keys going on right now. Uh, In Beardom land is the concept that Trey Waynes is going to be out for this game. Eli Apple is in, and a lot of people think that we're going to be able to take advantage of that. I want to stay on the offensive side of the ball just real quick with the Bengals side of things. Just talk about your impression real quick on, you know, the speed of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Obviously, a lot of stuff coming into training camp about Jamar Chase and his drops. That was kind of put to bed pretty quickly. He averaged 20.2 yards per catch. T. Higgins, I think, was 17.5 after the Bears and their secondary problems in week one that everyone saw on Sunday Night Football, were you impressed with this young core of receivers? Absolutely. Even when T. Higgins wasn't getting the ball or Jamar Chase wasn't getting the ball, they were creating separation against the Vikings cornerbacks. And I don't think that their secondary is necessarily too special outside of Harrison Smith. But T. Higgins looks like the improved receiver that we were all told about during training camp. He looks a lot more dynamic and explosive as an athlete, and he was creating separation against off coverage. And I think Jamar Chase really just needed to have the ball in his hands and just get tackled just to get erase whatever jitters were coming off of him because then he ended up looking exactly like the LSU version of Jamar Chase that we saw two years ago. But, Daddy, I think you were telling me something about how, like, like Chase and Higgins are kind of feeding off each other and how that, that could bow well going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think our most consistent player is Tyler Boyd, our receiver, mm. and we haven't seen him. Uh, you know, he didn't really have a great week one. But the fact that we do have Chase, such an explosive big-time playmaker on the field with a guy like Higgins, who maybe, John, I mean, athletically, they're, they're very different, right? I mean, they're, they're kind of like sure. opposites, yeah. So having a, a, a guy who, we talked about this with Arif Hassan on the show, and he didn't really think he's a field a stretcher. And, I, and you and I kind of disagreed. I mean, look, I think a 50-yard touchdown, that is a stretching the field pretty good. Right. I mean, what you know, I mean, he, he burns. It was a go route. Who was who it that he burned the Viking cornerback? Uh, Brashad Breland, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He burned him. I mean, he burned that. And then and then what we saw was we saw after that, we saw T Higgins kind of picking up those 15 yard kind of, you know, out routes. Right, John? I mean, the mm-hmm. and so so like you're saying, yeah, he, he stretched the field and then T Higgins kind of picks them apart in the middle. It was beautiful. It's exactly what they had in mind. And I would say this Joe Burrow was great, but honestly, he did look a little, I want to say hesitant in the sense that he he didn't have that confidence because of the knee injury and he only played three preseason snaps. I think as the season progresses, and I mean, maybe even this week, we're going to see Joe attacking. He's going to be on the attack even more, especially now that he had such a great performance from his receivers. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Play Action because, look, this is exciting news. Bet on Chicago is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring you some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on all the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone. So here's how it works. You sign up for our contest, believe football pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. So again, go to PlayActionPools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to PlayActionPools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style contest concept called build your own bankroll that's only at playactionpools.com your new home for all your office sports picks now back to the pod yeah let's keep going on that john i want to throw it back to you real quick because i believe joe burrow in training camp was quoted as saying yeah i'm kind of sort of thinking about it you know guys diving at my legs a little bit it's kind of a mental situation that i'm going through just talk about a little bit more about joe burrow and also maybe playing on that soldier field turf which i don't know if you guys are too familiar it's the thing that saps speed and also as well, that you can you can get potholes, you can get divots on it pretty quickly as well. Um, you know, what did you see from Joe Burrow? Did you like the confidence out there week one? Well, now I'm feeling a little bit a little bit shaky because it sounds like this is like the Washington Field 2.0 situation. And we don't have a good got, field, dude. <laughs> and so it's where he got hurt last season. So I, I think as long as the offense line keeps him at least upright for most of the game, he should be okay. But that long was cleat. kind of long cleat. I, I guess so. Like I so that was the thing early in training camp. You know, it was the first time he was facing quote unquote live rush is for the, for the first time since last November. And I think that was like a mental period of just shaking off that rust and just really clicking on the, the processing speed that he used to have as a rookie in, in LSU. And I think as soon as he underwent that for, for like the first week or so, things started going back to normal, but of course you're not going to really emulate that experience unless you're on the field actually doing it. And then he got hit a couple of times against Minnesota. He came up shaking or came up limping, I guess on one of the plays and people speculated that he might have gotten hurt a little bit on that one. But I think that was just the first really big hit that he took since last November. So it, it was weird seeing them seeing them kind of like hold him back. They didn't really pass the ball that much on first and second down. And maybe that was by design because they just want to feed Joe Mixon while Joe gets his feet wet. But yeah, there were issues early in training camp. But I think for the most part, those have been alleviated just from him getting the reps in. Quick follow up to John. And then I want to hear from Daddy on this one, too, as well. In your opinion, is the offensive line for the Bengals improved this season? It is improved. How much improved it is, I think, still remains to be seen. Minnesota has a great defensive line, and Mike Zimmer is, man, he's so good at dialing up those pressures and really uh, disguising them in the pre-snap phase. So that was always going to be a tough situation for the Bengals offensive line, who's still kind of gelling together. But I think where they had weaknesses last year, right tackle at right guard and left guard, all three of those positions have been improved. It's just how much improved are they really when they go against elite talent. And I think the Bears have a couple of guys on that defensive line that can potentially give them some issues. Yeah, Daddy O, Bengals gave up 48 sacks last season. Yeah. Um, are you are you still a little fearful of your offensive line, or do you think it's headed in the right direction? It's headed in the right direction. Look, the tackles were great. The tackles were really good. By Bengals' standards, they were phenomenal. Both Riley Reef and Jonah Williams were very, very good. The, you know, uh, John, the, what is it? Uh, Quinton Spain yes. was, was good. He was pretty good. He was solid. So the problem is, with Xavier Suofilo, who could be replaced by Jackson Carmen, and uh, Trey Hopkins, who had probably the worst pass protection, protecting game I've seen from him. I mean, I don't remember Trey. So that is not Trey Hopkins. So Trey Hopkins, if you don't know, he got injured, what, week 16, week 17 last year? Yeah, the very last game, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, this guy is he's he's back on the field a little bit early from an ACL injury, and so I don't uh, I don't really put a lot of value into that first week. I don't think it it really is. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't paint a, a, a accurate picture of what Terry Hopkins can do. Whether it's two weeks, three weeks down the road, he's going to be a so you're going to maybe have one hole on that offensive line, and that that could even be plugged by rookie Jackson Carter. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance Seven 20 years ago. I don't believe God intended for us to be old and sick. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the immune system. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking a healthy immune system. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. Bring your body back to balance. Order now and receive free shipping and a free bottle of my skin. Use the code word AL. daddy we're going to keep it with you, and this is probably perhaps the most pressing question we're going to ask the entire podcast of Bears Bengals preview on a scale of one to ten. Yeah. How much do you miss Andy Dalton? Well, I will tell you this. To miss someone means that you once liked having them around. Oh, oh not even so, a little bit, Daddy O. Not even a tiny, tiny bit. I'll tell you why. I was never on the Andy Dalton train. And here's why. You know, it's like okay, it's like a marriage. Right. So some people do sometimes their marriage, there's, there's, uh, you know, a spouse who's just so bad, like their cooking is, is burnt and they smell and they, they yell all the time and they're ugly and all of these kind of stuff. Right. And, and so this easy decision. Oh, just move on. Right. But then sometimes it's like, oh, wait, you know, in the Sopranos, what was that, uh, that, that sister who came and, and she, she uh, forgot the name of the lady. And she became the, uh, and, she, and she kept latching on to people and they're like, oh, she cooks well, she does this. And then she's just kind of like poison, right? And so the thing about Andy Dalton is he's good enough to you know, look like an starter. He does all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, I need him to make a play here. Oh, I need him to, you know, uh, step up in the pocket to improvise, to go through his progressions. I need him to win a playoff game or a primetime game. And he never does it, but he does just enough to stick around where the team just can't grow. Whereas if it was a bad quarterback, you move on. Maybe you miss on two, three first-round draft picks, but eventually you find your guy. Daddy, I don't know what to say. You just called our starting quarterback ugly. I don't know. Um, those, those are major Which shots. Which is the one that. thing that he has going for him right now because he looks fantastic with that beard, in my opinion. Yeah, well, he looks since, better. He looks yeah, better. Yeah, yeah John, uh, Cincinnati Ginger Snake because uh, he looks like the villain. Uh, he looks like one of the villains from some sort of Pixar movie of some kind. Uh, are you excited to play him? I know you guys played him last year. So the revenge game, everyone's talking about that in Chicago a little bit about, oh, this is Andy Dalton's revenge game. It kind of sort of happened, right? Kind of sort of happened already last year when he was on the Cowboys. Uh, are you excited to face him? Do you got any love lost for Andy Dalton? Not, not at all. Like, I feel like he did a lot in Cincinnati. Like at the end of the day, he's still like the franchise leader in a lot of of statistical categories. I mean, those are going to get broken by Joe Burrow one day, but I think for a second round pick coming into the situation that he did, he exceeded expectations, but there was always wanting more. And that's always going to be the case for starting quarterbacks in the NFL. The pressure is always going to be on them. And unfortunately, he just never really met them. And I think now he's in the perfect role for just being a spot starter to just kind of mentor a, a young guy. But last year when he was with the Cowboys, you know, Dak Prescott was hurt. There was no pressure on him. The Cowboys season was already lost. He was coming up against the Bengals team that was struggling at the time. And then he got that win because of 
really the Bengals like fumbled three times in like a span of 10 minutes or something like that. That game was wacky as hell, but now he's got Justin Fields kind of breathing down his shoulder. He's got a fan base. that's probably going to boo him after his first incompletion in, in his home field. Like, I don't know how the dynamic is, is going but, to be different now, but, but I don't know. I mean, like I go back to that 2019 season where Andy Dalton was benched and then he was unbenched. He was brought back and he was just firing. He was like aggressive. I think Andy Dalton is going to do what he can to hold on to the job. And he, he is one of those guys who I don't ever see accepting a backup role. I'll be honest. I don't see, mm. I don't, I don't think he gets it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't, you know, he hasn't looked at the mirror in quite some time, but you know, when you look at the uh, Dallas experience last year, I mean, he goes to close to his hometown. He's from Katy, Texas. Right. And, and he goes and he thinks it's going to be a great homecoming. And everybody's like, Oh, why would he go there? He's never going to start. Then Dak gets injured. He gets the chance. Dak was throwing for, what, 400 yards a game, John? You remember last mm-hmm. year? I mean, Dak was on fire. And then Andy Dalton comes in with those exact same weapons, and he's Andy Dalton again. And so then, I mean, I, this year, you know, he, he, he goes, and, and I'm not even joking, Joey. That was one of the best primetime performances of Andy Dalton's career oh. last week. Last week, yeah. really? Well, yeah, was yeah. he zero six now on Sunday Night Football? So I mean, yeah, there can't well, be too many and too many good ones in the, uh, the no, old archives. No, I mean he had. I remember the only other time I think he looked good in a primetime game. Okay, he had that one game against the Bears, which was a Thursday night game, but that's when that was a roster, loaded roster, and you had uh, the Bengals were were you know the the bear the the Bears that was against the, the Browns. Browns. Yeah, the yeah. Browns were really bad back then. The only other time, John, was that 2015 season, which was the same season, where it was against the, the Cardinals, and they fell mm-hmm. behind early, and then they started to come back late, and he looked okay. He looked okay. Other than that, yeah, they've all been really bad, really, really bad. I mean, even that 2015 season where his best season, I keep going back to it, against the Texans, he was really bad. Remember, John? In the prime time. So, but 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 this is what Andy Dalton is, right? That's what right. he is. So I'm like, saying, no, so I'm but saying but, but, but after like after an underwhelming performance when he was right. in the spotlight, he comes back home. Exactly. It, exactly. When the sun is in the air. That's what I'm trying against, to say. That's what I'm trying to say. He's form, going to he's, have, gonna, he's going to play better, right? That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. That was the worst. That you know, if he looked that good in prime time, he's going to he's going to be pretty good on Sunday. That's an interesting take because what's going on kind of with uh, Bears fans right now is it isn't so much that we're sitting around being like Andy Dalton played so terribly. It's just Andy Dalton isn't enough. Andy Dalton is wasting our time. So it's going to be really interesting. John, you brought up, you know, the first incompletion, whether, you know, he's going to hear it from the crowd or not. I think he's going to probably hear it from the crowd no matter like what he does. Mm -hmm. Even if he plays really well on Sunday, you know, we get a win. It's great. It's all good. But I still think like the next week, we're still going to be talking about, okay, when is Justin Fields coming? When is Justin Fields coming? And I remember that Andy Dalton game, um, Cowboys Bengals last year, he only threw for like 185 yards. So it wasn't like he was ripping it up. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the scenario is of Andy Dalton, what, 350 yards, four touchdowns or something. You know what I mean? I don't know what that scenario is on Sunday that's really going to hold off the people that want Justin Fields sooner than later. Um, moving on to the next topic, John, uh, I'm going to ask you guys this. Now, this is a little bit more about when we do Eye on the Enemy. I just kind of want to get an eye on, you know, what concerns you as a Bengals fan. So I'm going to phrase it to you like this. The Chicago Bears will win in week two if blank. If Akeem Hicks and Cleo Mack look like the Akeem Hicks and Cleo Mack, a lot of Bengals fans know them as. I know that both of them didn't necessarily play well last week against the Rams. And I have questions about the entire roster, like how – motivated are they right now with Andy Dalton the quarterback and Matt Nagy and the, just the entire regime just being what it is I think they're 
a lot more talented than they're currently being being given credit right now. But I guess the defense isn't as good as, as it was when they went to the playoffs a couple years ago. The secondary definitely has um, is suspect. But I think the Bears' defensive line, Eddie Goldman playing would, would help tremendously, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But Akeem Hicks, still really good. Cleo Mack, still really good. That's probably going to be the matchup of the game. Cleo Mack versus Riley Reef at right tackle. If they can cause disruption against Joe Burrow, I think that the offense could may not be as explosive as they looked at times against the Vikings. And also, I think David Montgomery is still a really good running back, and the Bears' offense line has some questions, but like that's still a talented guy that Cincinnati has to account for. So I do think that matchup is going to be Akeem Hicks, Cleo Mack. If they cause enough disruption, they can keep the Bears' offense in the game, allow them to score enough points to potentially keep it close and potentially win. Daddy, I'll throw it to you. The Bears will win in week two if blank. I think that they get pressure, um, especially the interior of the line. So Akeem Nix and uh, what's the Goldman guy. You have the Goldberg guy. Yeah, Eddie Goldman, who right now, yeah. as it stands right now, is doubtful to play. So you guys might oh, be missing okay. him this week, which is good news for you. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I think you get pressure on the interior line. And yeah, if, if, if Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack, yeah, that, that is going to be a huge boost for you. I think what could happen is you get some sacks early. You know, maybe you get some points. And then the Bengals coaching staff is not one that is going to make the greatest adjustments. So if you guys get ahead early, I think, especially at home, I could see the Bengals fretting and, and just it, it not it not working out. The Bengals' offense, Joey, I'll just tell you, is Joe Burrow. The mm -hmm. Bengals' offense, anything that works in the Bengals' offense is because of Joe Burrow. It's because of his execution and his ability to process things. I, I think John would agree with me on that. Well, I was just going to say really quick, you know, on my side, Bengals win week two, if blank, if I think this is a cornerback matchup personally, where we keep talking about Eli Apple, you know, the Bears have, didn't throw the ball over 15 yards the whole game in week one. So I think if we can push the ball downfield and exploit what we think is an advantageous matchup for us against Eli Apple, conversely, our secondary did things that haven't happened. I think Cooper Cup caught his touchdown. He was 30 yards open, which I think is the most wide open a guy has been in the last three <laughs> years of any NFL game that has played. They actually ran that as a stat. So, again, I'm agreeing with you, Daddy-O. You know, yeah. Joe Burrow executing, getting the ball into the hands of – and I agree with you, I love Tyler Boyd. I think he's a smart, tough football player. But also, you know, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I think if, at the end of the day, if we keep allowing big plays over and over again and we can't capitalize on Eli Apple and take advantage of that with a guy like, oh, I don't know, Allen Robinson, a Pro Bowl receiver, I think we're in trouble to win on week two, and that's maybe how the Bengals get a victory. John, hop back in. Yeah, I just I look at the players that caught passes for the Bears. Marquise Goodwin, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, who's very underrated in my opinion, Cole Komet even, like Demir Bird, um, even David Montgomery out of the backfield, Damian Williams out of the backfield, won a Super Bowl with Kansas City. Like those are talented guys and those are guys that can make guys miss in the open field and have enough speed and explosion on their own. I think that that could cause problems for the Bengals secondary who I, I really like Shadobi Woozy. I think he's improved a lot since he came to Dallas, but at the end of the day, he's not like a world beater at the cornerback position. He's not necessarily a lockdown guy. Jesse Bates can only do so much as free safety. So if some of these guys kind of break open, I think Dalton is good enough to find these guys in, in the open space if he has time, but the Bengals defensive line looked really good against Minnesota and this bears offense line has definite issues. So if that counters out the Bears' skill positions, it might just be a moot point. And look, that's the hope from the Chicago bears side of things. And look, I'm not trying to pump up our offensive weapons probably more than what they are but the analogy that i'll kind of use is marquise goodwin olympic speed darnell mooney four 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 five speed 
you know, we've got guys like, you know, Dave Montgomery on our team. We have a lot of speed, but it's Andy Dalton driving a Porsche on the highway at 30 yeah. miles an hour, right? And that's yes. a little bit of what's frustrating. He's completing those passes, right? But it's like, it's like, let's go. Let's get into another gear here. Daddy, well, I mean, in. yeah, I mean, we had this problem with for years with AJ Green, where yeah. AJ Green, I mean, people don't think of him as, as maybe the top deep threat. He wasn't like a Tyreek Hill type, but man, he knew how to get separation deep. And John, I mean, you go look, you go look, uh, Joey, if you want, go look at the highlights, AJ Green highlights. They're going to be mostly Andy Dalton. And uh, the deep passes, I feel like 95% of the time he was really underthrown. And the, the other 5%, he was underthrown. Like, it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, Daddio, let me frame it to you like this. Um, and I, I completely agree with you. In your opinion, and John, I want to hear your opinion as well. Is it AJ Green that made Andy Dalton? Yes. Or is it a, or is it Andy Dalton that no. held AJ Green back from perhaps being this Hall of Fame player that we consider? I mean, he probably already is a Hall of it's Fame both. player, but you know, yeah, is it both or is it it's one both. or the other? Yeah. No, AJ Green. I said this their rookie years. I remember people were talking about Dalton. It's like, oh, they have this rookie quarterback, and I was looking at the games. I was like, I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing this guy throwing it up to this you know six four receiver who's leaping over two defenders. And then I see, yeah, okay, he's, he's, I guess he's technically throwing the ball, but it's not that impressive. And, uh, and then it just, every year, you know, every year it just kept, became more and more obvious. A.J. Green was the offense. And I think a lot of people have said that within the Bengals organization. And, and he was the offense. He, he was the guy who made Andy Dalton. And A.J. Green, it's such a shame that by the time he got to Joe Burrow, his, his, uh, yeah, his athleticism was diminished because yeah. – I think with a, even like a, you know, you look at Matt Stafford and what he was able to bring out of like a Calvin Johnson, let's say, I think even with a Matt Stafford type quarterback, AJ Green would be a Hall of Famer. He kind of threw TJ Hushmanzada under the bus there, Daddy-O, but I'm going to, I'm going to roll with you on that. John, John, real quick, are you in agreement with Daddy-O? Like, would, is, would we know and respect AJ Green a lot more if he played with a different quarterback? Or do you feel like the Dalton Green connection was maybe a little bit of a two-way street that worked for both sides? Well, I think there's also just the Cincinnati aspect of it. It's it's quote unquote small market, small market, which shouldn't matter as much now because we all have this stuff on our phones. But you know, there's there's this perception of a lack of respect for Cincinnati. But yeah, I think if he, if he had like Carson Palmer, for example, but like prime Carson Palmer when he was with Chad Johnson, like Chad Ochocinco is making All Pro after All Pro, he's one of the best receivers of the 2000s. I think. AJ would, would definitely get on that level of respect if he's not already on that level of respect. But even in that rookie season that Daddy was talking about, at least Andy was aggressive that year. He was kind of like a gunslinger. He was just throwing the ball down the field. And he has these weapons in Chicago, and he didn't really do that in week one. So I'm interested to see if that kind of changes this week. All right, gentlemen, it's time. Time to put our names on some final scores here for Bears-Bengals week two. John, you're going to go first. What is your final score for this matchup on the lakefront in Chicago? So initially I had this game like 23, 20 Bengals, but I think there's going to be a little bit more uh, scoring than that. I, I kind of see like both teams kind of approaching the thirties. I, I just think Dalton's going to play better. I think he's going to find more success and move the ball a little bit better. Then I'm not saying the Bengals defense is bad, but I think like th this team is probably too talented and he's going to play well enough to keep him in the game. But I also think that the Bengals offense has a good matchup against the Bears defense. And unless Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack completely destroy the Bengals offense line, which is entirely possible. I think the Bengals will probably score enough to keep with them and potentially win the game. So I'm going to say in the longer lines of like a 31 to 24 victory for the Bengals. Interesting. And keep in mind, if your prediction's correct, 
you end up on the Bengals end up what on PTI, like, you know, who are the best two and O's teams and stuff like that. You guys get into those national headlines there. If you're able to pull off this win this weekend. So daddy, O, final score, my friend, what are yeah. you thinking? I, it's weird how much I agree with John on the show. We never agree. I guess it's, uh, <laughs> it's something about your show uh, makes John very agreeable, but I would say 3117. I was about, that was the number I had in my mind before John shared his number. And I think it's because 3117 I, I, bears, right? Daddy. Bang, no, the Bengals. 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 I'll tell you what. Bengals. I, I, John brought up a really good thing. Uh, we had a Scott Lewis on our show who has a, a really great, he's, he's from Chicago and he has a great podcast about the bears. And he was telling us basically what John was saying is that the team, uh, you know, they're not performing the way they, they are, they, the talent in accordance with the, the defense isn't. And so that is a sign that I, I don't think they're motivated, whether it's the coaching or whether it's they, they don't think they have the best field general on the field. Uh, so I, I don't think the defense, maybe it's the home opener, maybe that's enough to get them going, but I'm not as scared of the defense as probably some people are. And if that is the case, I, I just, you know, I think, I think Burrow is a smart enough to put up some early touchdowns. You put some pressure on Dalton. He starts sweating. He, you know, he, he puts his hand on his forehead. We've seen it a million times. He, he kind of has that kind of, he looks into a space. It's like, oh, what's going on? He's, he's doubting his career decisions. He's doubting, you know, what, what, you know, why did I choose this a sport, right? All <laughs> this kind of on. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so that is when we have him. We get in Dalton's head. Maybe Justin Fields comes in in the fourth quarter, but it's too late. The Bears defense is in prove-it mode. So you have no reason to honestly really fear them right now until they show it out there in the field. The season's early, right? We always love to overreact to week one. So maybe they come back and they bounce back in week two. That is yet to be seen. But I, you know, for you guys, I, I wouldn't be. I would have some confidence that you guys should be able to move the ball and put up some points against our defense. I'm going 23-20 Bears. Um, not a shocker here, but I'm going a little bit on that lower score, John, that you were feeling a little bit. Just because for two things. One, you guys kind of alluded to it just a little bit. You know, if the Bears go to 0-2 and they play the Browns next week in week three and they're not playing Justin Fields, it really gets into a situation. It really gets into a situation where, you know, Matt Nagy's actual job security is going to be a real deal thing at some point. You know, really, really early on in the season. So going to 0-2 early on in this whole Andy Dalton, Justin Fields mess back and forth, they almost kind of have to win this game. And I'm kind of getting this vibe a little bit, so just keep your eye out for it. I think the Bears are going to have some offensive success in the first half and maybe probably have the lead at halftime. Third quarter, fourth quarter, I see, because we can't play four quarters of offensive football. We're just not at that point right now consistency-wise. I see us kind of getting up to a lead. And then that third and fourth quarter, you know, maybe Burrow hits that big play. It gets a little bit tighter. Fourth quarter gets a little bit tighter. You know, and I think we're going to have ourselves kind of a thriller. I wouldn't mind seeing a game go over 30 points, but um, I'm hopefully that the Bears are going to win. Daddio, are you going to shave your mustache if the Bears win? No, actually, I'm going to grow it out longer because uh, <laughs> I feel long like, well, because, I mean, in honor of the greats from Chicago and the cold weather and the windiness, you know, you, you need to protect your face. So, yeah, I will, I will grow out my mustache if you win, yes. It's almost like going past your mouth, though, Daddio. I mean, well, I'm getting worried. Do you know how much a mustache cut costs these days? Oh, I can't big, imagine. Yeah. I do this beard by myself, and you can tell it's not a very good job. I, yeah, it's got to be got to be exorbitant luxury it's, prices. I mean, three dollars is what they're charging when you know when I when I pull over on the streets and I find someone hand them hand them the scissors. It's three dollars. It's crazy. 
I gotta go to Cincinnati. There's people on the side of the road just holding scissors, asking to snip your mustache. I love it. It's I'm very waiting nice. for the price to drop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, gentlemen, uh, John Sheeran, Daddyo, you guys, thank you so much for joining the show. This was the Belief in the number one Bengal show from the Belief Podcast Network. John, real quick, just throw out your socials, throw out your YouTube content, your page and stuff. You guys do a lot of fun stuff every single week. Other people that are listening to this pod, they want to check it out. They should be able to. So let us know how to find you. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at John2 underscore Sheeran. You can find written content at sensejungle.com and you can find video content at DNH Sports where it's me, Daddio, and another puppet named Hoji the Electric Smoji. We break down the Bengals on a weekly basis. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on Believe in Bears. Uh, Godspeed. Good luck. I am married to a Steelers fan, so I know I, we can root for each other through friendship, but I don't know about through football even this Sunday. But thank you guys so much for coming on the pod. Today's episode of Believe in Bears was brought to you by BetOnline.ag. They're giving 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 100% when you use NFL promo code NFL100. Today's episode is also brought to you by Play Action Pools. Look, if you can't be in the office this year, you can still win money off your coworkers. Go to Play Action Pools for their survivor pools and also brought to you by balance 7 ph supplement a great partnership with believe podcast all football season long make sure you check that out it's bears Bengals this week we're coming back monday morning with a bears Bengals post game with former chicago bears defensive end Corey wooten make sure you check that out until then have a great weekend be well be safe please be good to each other and remember bear down thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.